You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Welcome in to Theology for the Rest of Us. I am your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from Central Florida. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out to listen to today's episode of the podcast. This is episode 105, and I'm going to be talking about whether or not we ought to use things other than the Bible whenever we are trying to determine our philosophies or determine how we live our lives. Really important question. Really excited to dive into this topic. Let me say right off the bat, I have a very high regard for the Bible. And anyone who knows me knows this to be true. I have an extremely high regard for Scripture and believe that it ought to be the authority in our life. It ought to have the last word when we are developing what we think our opinions are. And there's no doubt that the Bible should be the primary source of truth in our life. However, should it be the only source of truth in our life? This episode was inspired by an email I got from a regular listener. I've actually gotten a few different comments and emails from this regular listener, and I have already done more than one episode in response to some of the questions that he's brought to my attention. So love being able to do episodes like this where I'm, I'm responding directly to you know, one of our regular listeners. That's that's really exciting for me. With that stated, I'm not going to quite answer the question precisely in the way that he may have hoped I would have. Um, he sent me that question that I'm going to read to you in just a moment, uh, but it was in the context of a much longer email with several questions. So I will respond to him directly. I've done that with several people, uh, you know, kind of send an individual email and answer some of the questions. Um, but, but what I what I realized was there was a question he asked that sort of inspired me to come up with this particular episode. And so, as you'll see in just a moment, I don't quite answer it exactly the way I think he had hoped. I kind of veer off topic slightly, um, but I think I'm able to answer both his question as well as address a kind of a larger, uh, greater overarching thought that I think apply or would apply to you know many people that's li- that are listening to this. One other preamble item, uh, before we dive into actually answering the question at hand, I've got to give you some of the backstory, uh, and it's going to seem a little bit odd, it's going to seem a little bit uh, uh, you know, irrelevant, uh, but hang with me, I promise, um, that as we get closer uh, you know, to answering the question, it's going to make more sense why I'm giving you the full backstory. Um, way back in episode 14, I did an episode called is masturbation really a sin? And then since then, I've been sent many questions or several questions uh, about that episode. And I've done a few follow-up episodes, episodes that were uh, kind of related to the original episode. So if you're interested in what I had to say about masturbation, you can go back and check check out episode 14. Uh, One of the follow-up questions that I was asked after that episode went live was about sex toys. So in episode 77, I interviewed... Uh, Dr. Corey Allen, and we talked about the topic of sex toys. And so I would highly encourage you, if you're interested, go back and check out episode 77. But in that interview, Dr. Allen basically told us that his conclusion is that sex toys within the context of a marriage is perfectly appropriate as long as it's done, as long as it's done appropriately. And so he basically points out there's kind of a, there's an inappropriate way to try to introduce sex toys into your marriage bed, and there are inappropriate or excuse me there are appropriate ways to do it. So there's inappropriate ways and there's appropriate ways, and he kind of really dialogues about what he thinks 
is the appropriate manner to do it. I want to encourage you to check out episode 77. After the interview, at the end of that particular episode, I addressed single people. And, you know, Dr. Allen talked mostly about married people, and I talked about single people and talked about the idea that, in essence, using sex toys as a single person is is really nothing more than another form of masturbation. And being that I had already addressed masturbation, kind of pointed people to go check out episode 14. Um, If if you have not listened to episode 14 or episode 77, let me give you my quick, you know, 30-second view on masturbation. The Bible never explicitly condemns masturbation. So I I am always very hesitant to condemn anything that the Bible hasn't clearly condemned. So in my opinion, masturbation is not a sin. However, there's a big caveat, all right? There's a major asterisk next, next to this statement. However, I'm not sure that masturbation is helpful or emotionally healthy. In fact, I think masturbation could potentially be harmful or detrimental to you in the long term. And as we evaluate our lives, there's a long list of things that might fit into this category, the list of things that are not necessarily sinful, but they might not necessarily be helpful or beneficial. Paul talks about this. The Apostle Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 10, right? He says that all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And the example I've used in several previous episodes uh, that many of you have probably heard me say is the example of donuts. Is it sinful for me to go eat a dozen donuts in, in a matter of 20 minutes? No, it would not be sinful. But but how would I feel if I ate a dozen donuts in 20 minutes? I'm probably not going to be feeling so hot afterwards, right? I'm probably going to be sick. It won't be beneficial to my body for me to pack my stomach full of that much sugar in a short period of time. It wouldn't be helpful to me. It might actually be detrimental to me, physically speaking. So therefore, while it's not sinful, I still might recommend that you not do it. Okay, so how does that apply to the topic at hand? Well, after episode 77 went live, I got a a long email, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, uh, from a regular listener, and I'm going to just dive into one portion of the email, as I said earlier, and I'm going to try to answer that question in a way that I think will apply to many different people in a variety of different stages of life. Here's what the email said. My question this time is, should we try to explain with certainty things that the Bible Uh, the Bible has not fully explained. You conceded in this episode that the Bible is unclear on whether or not masturbation is actually a sin. If we assert that the Bible is the source of all truth and the Bible itself is unclear, then why should we seek an additional source to fill in the holes that the Bible has left? Yes, sure, psychology and other fields may suggest that masturbation is good or bad, but as Christians, we need to center our beliefs on what the Bible says. And I think that the listener here in this email is, is, is exactly right in a lot of ways. I have said this in previous episodes. I've said that. I've said it here in, in this episode, and I will say it again. We should never condemn something that the Bible hasn't already clearly condemned. If the Bible doesn't label something as sin, then we need to be extremely cautious before we label it as sinful. Now, with that stated... There are things that are not clearly labeled in the Bible that may not be sinful, but are no doubt harmful. And that's where 1 Corinthians 10 comes in, right? Understanding that we're allowed to do it, but we need to consider whether or not it's beneficial. Let me give you another example in our modern culture. Like the, the science, the medical science is in on smoking. We know that if you smoke, it will increase your likelihood of getting lung cancer. 
That's the advice that we get from doctors. Now, does the Bible say that smoking is sinful? No, it does not. I do not believe that smoking in any way is sinful. However, I'm not so sure that it's helpful or beneficial. I think it can be extremely harmful. That's the evidence based on medical science. Should I ignore my doctor's advice? Like when I'm developing my philosophy about smoking or my philosophy on how I live my life, should I ignore my doctor's advice? Well, I would say no. You probably should listen to your doctor, right? Or listen to the the medical experts in the fields that you respect and trust. Like there are going to be moments where the Bible doesn't speak to something that doesn't mean we ignore that thing. I understand the point that we as Christians should always base our theology and our doctrine and our ideology on Scripture. And we shouldn't try to force the Bible or shoehorn the Bible into being clear in genres of our lives where maybe it's not as clear as we would want it to be. And this no doubt applies to many areas of life, certainly not just masturbation, right? This applies to dozens and dozens of areas of our lives. But listen, just because the Bible isn't 100% clear on a particular topic or subject doesn't mean that we ignore that particular topic or subject And it also doesn't mean that we ought to ignore information that we can collect from other sources of truth. As long as the information or the data that you're collecting from other sources doesn't contradict the Bible, then that information ought to be examined and evaluated on its own merit. Just because a bit of information or a bit of data comes your way from some source other than the Bible doesn't mean that that thing is false, right? Like think about when you were a kid in math class and your math teacher told you that two plus two is four. Now, does the Bible tell us that two plus two is four? No, it doesn't. Does that mean I should ignore my math teacher? Of course not, right? Like there are gonna be times where we learn things and we learn lessons from places outside of the Bible. As long as the information doesn't contradict the Bible, it's information that I that I am free to consider and examine and potentially apply to my life. There's an old saying that goes like this, all truth is God's truth. And let me tell you, I believe that wholeheartedly. Two plus two equals four. And it's not in the Bible, but it is still true, right? There are things that are true that are not in the Bible, but they are true because God made it so. Like, God made it so that two plus two would equal four. It is true, and it's a truth that God created. It is true because God made it so. Now, it may not be a truth that's in the Bible, but it doesn't necessarily make it not true. Anything that is true in this world, it is because God made it that way. And I think there are loads of lessons we can learn about the character and nature of God through the course of our lives. I think there are things in nature. I think when we watch animals, I mean, I think there are all sorts of things other than the Bible that can help us learn more about who God is. Now, of course, the Bible is the primary source. The the Bible is the best source. And there's no doubt that any other bit of information or anything else you learn from any other source needs to be examined and processed in light of the scripture. The Bible is the filter through which you ought to view everything in the world around you. But it doesn't mean you ignore the world around you. I think there are things we can learn from medical science and from psychology and from psychiatry and and a variety of different areas. And we should not ignore that information when we're developing our own philosophies, our own ideologies, and our own convictions. 
Should we just ignore areas where the Bible is not clear? The answer is no. If the Bible is not 100% clear, then we should do some more digging, do some research, you know, get the opinion of some other people, you know, really do the research. And as you collect information from other sources, as you do that, sometimes clarity will come to areas where maybe it didn't seem clear at first. But sometimes as you do the research, it will still see it seem unclear. That's okay. It's okay to have done some research and say, you know, I'm still not 100% sure where I stand on this. I talked about that uh, back in episode 101. But what you should never do is simply flat out ignore an area that you feel is unclear. Is it okay to use other bits of information or other sources of information? And I think I've already answered that. The answer is a resounding yes. Please study research, examine, observe the world, right? Learn from all different places, interpret the things that you learn and you examine in light of the scripture, right? Like those other sources of truth and other sources of information should never trump the Bible. The Bible should still be the ultimate authority. But when you couple things that you learn from other sources with the Bible, I think you get a grander and more holistic view of how you can apply theology to your life. And I think in general, you'll end up making better decisions. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I sure hope this has been helpful and insightful. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like me to address on the podcast, please head over to our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. There you'll find the form where you can submit a question. I promise I will do an episode devoted to every question that comes my way. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. Theology for the Rest of Us.